0: make a little bonus with you in general about Prog, because one of the earliest memories of me seeing your name was with Norwegian magazine Tarkus, yeah. which was started in 1995, if I'm not mistaken, and and kept on going through the 90s. And up, I think you guys ended the magazine in 2010, is that yeah. right?
1: At the spring of 2010, yes. Mm.
0: Yeah, so I just wanted to ask you a little bit about how was the you know those early days in nineties before you started the magazine, and then in nineteen ninety five, you know, before the internet became so persuasive that you could like find, you can find anything you want now, yeah. how was prog back then? How was the scene? How easy <laughs> was it to find the releases and?
1: Uh, well, it's. Uh... For a lot of younger people, you know, people that are in their mid twenties now, that they, yeah. I think, they can't realize how difficult it was to get hold on new music. You yeah. know, with Spotify and all that streaming services and YouTube and so on, you you can you can discover music like this. You know,
0: exactly. In, yeah.
1: In, in uh, but when I started, I, I became interested in progressive rock at the I think I was 16, 17 years old at the end of the 80s. Yeah. Yep. And uh, then I, you know, it just, it was just by word of mouth, you know. Uh, I discovered it. Yes, um, yeah. And, and, and an old and, a, and an older friend of a friend of mine told me, "Well, you have this band called Genesis. They have also did this symphonic rock." And suddenly it started to snowball, yeah, and, it's spir-
0: you know. spiraling into something. Yeah,
1: spiraling into. And and but in. In Norway, at the, um, at the early 90s, it was kind of because I was very interested in doing something with progressive rock, but I didn't knew anybody who was interested in Oh, who was he? Uh, yeah, he. yeah. And, and then it, then Paul had his contacts and I think the, the two first was a couple of local bands that played something that was vaguely progressive and the third yeah. band out was England, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> that was in oh. October nineteen ninety three. Yeah. And the response that Englagård got in Norway was overwhelming. And they yeah, were like I agree. Yeah, they told themselves that wow, this was wow, what is this? What's happening here? Because there was you have this early Swedish Swedish scene, that was yeah. a couple of years before Norway, but they didn't have that much places to play concerts, you know. So uh, all this Swedish band, after, uh, just a few months afterwards, uh, the F- Anekdoten played in Norway, Landberg played in no- Norway. Yeah, Landberg, yeah, 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 and all those bands. And 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 they played in Norway, more than they played in Sweden, some of them. And out of this interest, this live scene, it grew an interest for making a magazine. And mm. together with Jakob, I started a magazine called Hybris, and that was very Hybris because we yeah, we were just two young students with <laughs> that, that have never released a fan scene before. <laughs> oh, no. and, but after a couple of years, I came in contact with Rune Skav and Björn Ljunda, and they started this magazine called uh, Prognetic. And they realized it wasn't market for two magazines in Norway.
0: No, exactly. So, yeah. So,
1: yeah. So it, it became a fu- so Tarkus was a fusion of those two magazines, mostly Prognetic, I will say, because they were much more professional than us. And yeah. but. Then after the first couple of years, uh, it became Sven Eriksson and I, together with for quite a few years with Young Christian Lee. That was the main uh, main editors or, or
0: yeah editorial well, team for for Torcus. yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But we had a lot of guys uh, writing for us a lot of very good writers and and. Uh, and and the magazine we uh, we had a lot of subscribers at at, at some part uh, quite a few hundred and and, and we got um, you know um, uh, promotional copies of albums from all over the world so I got this network you know I I come I, com- I be, came to know so many musicians all over the world and then Facebook came you know and everybody connected yeah, exactly. on Facebook so <laughs> yeah because that and, part well, part and, part of- yeah.
0: Yeah, what you're mentioning there about the early 90s, uh, you know, and you started out saying that it's hard to imagine because uh, even, you know, a lot of the albums that are easily available uh, on uh, Spotify or or streaming services now, they, they weren't even reprinted at that time. So you actually had to track down either an old copy somehow or find someone who had access to an old copy to be able to listen to some of these very rare. At that point, albums. But yeah, now, it, now yeah. it feels like a lot of it is being. Since I, I feel like that started around maybe the same time as Tarkus, that yeah, labels started to reprint.
1: Mid late, uh, something happened. Ninety six, ninety seven. Things started yeah. to happen because I, when you mentioned that it was difficult to get hold on albums, I have to I have to tell you this: the story of my of me. Uh, trying to track down the Spring album, you know. Uh, Spring was this British early prog band uh, with a lot of mellotronists. All and the drummer later started as a drummer in, in Dire Straits. Ooh. Epic Withers, yeah. And I remember I was reading about this in um, in an uh, in um, I think it was Record Collector, an article about Obscured prog in Record Collector. Yeah, and this and remind you this was before uh, the internet. And trying to call long distance call, it was like I was a poor student, you know. Yeah, I expensive. I could barely afford <laughs> spaghetti, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so so I so I wrote I wrote this letter to England. I got a response after kind of three weeks, and then I had to send money, and then it took three weeks to get it. Yeah. The album. So, from from I read about Spring to I had the fact, uh, to I the actual copy in my hand. It took me kind of like nine weeks. You know? Yeah. Today, it take you maybe nine seconds. <laughs> yeah, take <laughs> <Like> you. You. Type <laughs> <you,
0: you, laughs> it into somewhere and you click and you can. It's on the. <laughs> it's on Spotify or or on YouTube or wherever you want yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. But, I, I, but there, I have mm-hmm. to say that uh, it it's mirrors because I think my interest in prog came probably a few few years later than yours. And mm-hmm. my sort of awakening with prog came through uh, metal. So yeah. for me, it was like Queen's Rise, Dream Theater, Fates Warning in the very early 90s. You know, they started releasing these albums that were very inspired by 70s prog, but also metal. So I remember, you know, one of the early like 80s, Technical bands, which is like described as trash meets Rush, is a, a band called Watchtower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was and it was impossible to find their debut album. It was so I I was at end you know, the big metal festival <laughs> in the in the the mid nineties, going around that record hall like asking every guy, you know, that energetic disassembly, do you have it? Do you have it? <laughs> and then you know at the end, you know, not finding anything, I was going back to my tent and. Some old German guy came running after me, holding <laughs> up the album. <laughs> 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 so, so, but like you said, you know, today you could just type it into YouTube, and you can listen to it in yeah. in, in ten seconds. Yeah. So, like you say, it, it it is a completely different thing, and and so I'm guessing you know a lot of work went into Tarkus to be able to find, to listen yeah. to, and to recommend this music to people, right?
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, and uh, I I have, yeah, because what Targus was supposed to be, you know, was kind of this, um, it was kind of a a blog before the blog, you know, to to try to try to have one place to find information about all the new bands. And um, and, uh, and mind, I it was a lot of work, uh, especially for uh, Sven, because he was the guy who, who designed uh, and did all that.
0: Yeah, to, did a layout and um, yeah. The
1: layout, all that stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, well, it, and it's, it, but w- what was, uh, but we had this kind of, we had this kind of a mission, you know, the mission statement. Exactly. Spread the word about this music, and uh, and, um, and and what, what was really heartwarming was that it's still a lot of people who you know, take stay in touch, you know, about this. It's 10, 11 years ago, and they kind of yeah. send me messages and, well, oh, can you? I had this. Uh, I think it's only a few months ago. Uh, some guy sent me on Facebook Messenger a picture of him sitting and reading an old. Copy a worn-out copy of yeah. Turkish Machine with, with a glass of red wine. It was like
0: wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for someone who who sort of really was uh, starting to discover the seventies prog during that era, it was a goldmine of not only the more you know the more known bands like your you know your Elps and Yes and Genesis, but also mm-hmm. like this sort of underground of existing bands and also yeah. strange seventies bands or like more less known 70s bands so mm-hmm. so i think uh, but I'm, I'm wondering then uh, this era that preceded when you started tarkus when you started to have an interest in prog it mm-hmm. seems to me like that was the dead era of prog or at <laughs> least some people will will call it that right <laughs> those late 80s to early 90s it seemed yeah. like progressive music was struggling how did you f- did you have an experience of that, or is that something that sort of you dawned on you later when you started become more knowledgeable?
1: Kind of. Well, it's um, uh, have you seen this prog rock Britannia uh, documentary where where uh, yes. Wakeman is telling about he he went to this record store and kind of do have some the dirty word, Progressive Rock albums, you know? <laughs> under uh, the counter. <laughs> yeah. So Sometimes I felt like that, but... Yeah. Well, basically... Uh, I have to tell you this. I discovered Progressive Rock at the... Uh, I was 16, 17, and I grew up uh, just outside uh, Oslo, uh, so it wasn't that m- many musicians, and none of them were interested in Progressive Rock. Yeah, no, and. But uh, and then I, but I managed to you know play all kind of other music, punk, for instance. And then I started at the university, and I was like, yes, I can find cool musicians uh, because I knew there were guys at the university that love progressive rock. But then grunge came along, you know. So yes. everybody, yeah. nobody was interested in playing you know, old time signatures and uh, weird Arabic scales and so on, you know. Yeah. So um, I was kind of struggling just to find interesting musicians to play with. Oh, don't misunderstand me, I a lot of very good musicians at that time, but they were not interested in playing. In
0: no, print, you know, exact- in exactly. I think that's interesting also, once again, because it mirrors sort of a lot of what was happening in metal. You know, you Mm -hmm. had bands becoming more and more technical, uh, more and more, you know, uh, uh, adventurous and experimental with their music during the late 80s early 90s and then this wave of grunge hit and everything was supposed to be a bit more garage a bit more down to earth and you know it's sort of a a bit like when punk arrived like right you know you're supposed to just plug in your guitar and play we we don't have time for all this noodling you know so it's interesting to see how that that shaped it but but Rogue stayed alive in in you know in its own community and yeah. i guess that's what that's what what happened so but yeah,
1: yeah. It, it was kind of a small community
0: and it was an international community uh, yeah. very early
1: on i got in contact with people from all over the world and uh, because a lot of the guys uh, just by writing letters you know uh, to all these guys that because a lot of people had you know contact address uh, inside their CD booklets or so yeah. on yeah your so I wrote to them and and they, they answered back and we exchanged CDs and tapes and so on and and um, well, what I realized was that uh, even if frog wasn't um, wasn't in the line of sight anymore
0: yeah it yeah not in the limelight existed. yeah yeah mm.
1: it definitely existed uh, and and then something happened around 95, 96, 97. You yeah. know, the, the OK computer uh, and all that stuff, because exactly. when they started name dropping all this old weird uh, kind of
0: the, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: on, yeah it, it kind of uh, suddenly it was like, uh, is it OK to say progressive rock out loud now? <laughs> is it OK? Yes. <laughs>
0: Wow, shit, what was happening? Can you actually can, can you actually write that and still you know yeah. have someone be interested and, uh, in what you're doing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I remember so very well that when I started at the university in oslo I worked for a couple of years at the radio station Nova, And uh, nobody there was uh uh interested in progressive rock. It was like uh, yesterday's news and all that stuff. But yeah, after a while at the end of the 90s and early two thousands, I all of them I met at all these concerts, you know, <laughs> these progressive <laughs> rock concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: they probably had this uh, plastic bag under the counter where they had these records.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I, 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 know the feeling, you know. And, and and But let's let's move up because I think talking about that era and then moving up to two thousand and twenty-one, mm-hmm. and these over the last ten years or whatever, this like. I would call it like an insane explosion of Mm. interest in progressive music, outlets for progressive music, labels that focus on Mm. progressive music. Just in Norway, you have uh, labels like Charisma and, of course, Apollon Records, Mm. which uh, bring out so many bands, all the Mm. festivals that are happening all over the world Mm. with progressive music. How do you view uh, the place for progressive music in? Today,
1: well, well, it's today. It's uh, I, I have never uh, imagined that progressive rock could be so big as it has become now. You know, yeah. Uh, not just only as, uh, as as progressive bands are. You know, uh, uh, take for instance Steven Wilson, and uh, not, not, his career is now turning towards maybe towards other the yeah. music, under, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but 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 in his heyday with 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 Porcupine Tree and his early uh, his early uh, um, solo old albums, old was very progressive, Of rock, course. I yeah, yeah. And he got I, I remember reading about him in, in huge British newspapers, you know, like exactly. the Guardian yeah. and so on. And I've never, never, ever imagined that that should happen, you know, uh, especially not in Britain. That. All these journalists
0: hated progressive rock exactly uh, where, where, where that was hard. like looked looked down upon so so yeah, yeah. harshly yeah and and, and yeah. i also remember i had like this weird feeling i think during the 2000s sometime where when the mars volta ended yeah. up on like the norwegian top 20 yeah. list or something <laughs> with with one of their albums and i was like what the hell is going on now? Because this is, yeah. you know, this isn't poppy music at all, it? But it sells and it gets, you know, it gets speak- spoken about and written about, and it's it was just a very interesting uh, revelation that this was coming to the forefront.
1: And I think it has something, especially here in Norway. I have to say that uh, being a Norwegian progressive rock musician uh, nowadays is is uh, wow. It's mind-blowing to see how many bands it is. When when we started with Ponce Papa, it, we were a handful. You know, exactly.
0: You were maybe yeah, couples. you were one of one of one of the few. Because yeah. I remember around that time, you know, I could I I I never got the chance to see you live, but I always had like people talking about you know. Yeah, it was great, you know, seeing we saw Panzer Papa live and finally the chance to see a Norwegian progressive band on the stage and something like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but now it's completely different, right? It's yeah. You are uh, one of so many bands.
1: Yeah, and, and that's really great because we have uh, a very good scene, very good progressive rock scene, you know, and now a very we're, we're healthy scene. We're, we're A lot of very, okay, we have this. I've read reviews of Suburban savages that they have this Scandinavian-Norwegian sound as we have touched upon in an interview where a little bit more, you know, darker, you know, songs yeah. from the wood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a bit more earthy, um, you know this, yeah.
1: Earthy-Norwegian, yeah, the earth and the moss, you can, you can, you can yeah. sense it, you know. <laughs> uh, but but, we have, but we, at the same time, we also have well, my own band that plays more kind of like sunny, poppy, yeah. progressive yeah, yeah.
0: You have a lot of very, very good, more metal oriented bands, you know. Absolutely. Uh, And you have bands now crossing, like Mier, who's crossing over from from pop and, you know, into prog, which is also uh, amazing, releasing amazing music.
1: And and what's common for all those bands are they are pretty young people. They are people in their mid late twenties. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And, and they have kind of grown up with. Um, I, I see that when I, I, because some of my uh, fellow musicians in my bands are are, are people at the uh, at the age of twenty something. Young, yeah, and, younger, yeah. And they kind of and they kind of live in a more when, when I started out with progressive rock in 86, 87, 88-ish, um um I, I, I have seen a lot of this ba- these bands and the albums, you know, they are coming chronologically.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, coming historically. But when you discover progressive rock today, you discover everything at the same time. So yeah, you, you can listen to Halfland and North and you can listen to Marsh Volta, and at the s- at, the, at yeah. the same playlist, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. they don't care about the, his, the historic fact. They don't care about the linearity or the historic line of it. They just enjoy good music, and they want to make music that sounds okay. I like Marshall Ta and I like free jazz, and yeah. I like hatt flag Yes, okay. Everything in the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, and that, I think, is also one of the liberating things that has happened recently, that a lot of young people doesn't have this, you know... If you go into like forums where you have a lot of old prog fans, you will always get this discussion: "What well, is that really prog? Is that you know? Does this really belong in the prog genre and whatever?" But it feels like a lot of these young musicians aren't really interested in that at all. They're just creating music based on the inspirations that they have, and if a lot of those inspirations are progressive music, then their music turns out to have aspects of progressive music in them.
1: Absolutely correct, and and especially when you mentioned Marsh Walter, I, I think it's something happened there because Marsh Walter came from a much more indie kind of psychedelic, uh,
0: yeah, p- yeah, and you know, p- yeah.
1: yeah, and and they wanted to create progress uh, in. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guitar, guitar player, but he wanted to. I read into it, and he wanted to create music inspired by. Uh, what he grew up with but he won he didn't want it to sound like the music he grew yeah, up
0: with. Exactly. And yeah.
1: That's a really good mentality. That's a really good mentality. Because then it is so Marsh Walter sounded really fresh, really different, very, yeah. very different. But nobody sounding like them in the late 90s, early 2000s. Nobody sounded like them.
0: So yeah. uh, and I, because I think like you know listening now to some of those bands I, I mentioned earlier, like Mier, you know, the mm-hmm. Norwegian band, or like this UK band, Kairos, which takes their inspiration from, you know, those the dead era of the 80s and mixes mm-hmm. it with more newer thing. I think really at heart, those guys couldn't give a fuck if they're labeled as progressive or not. Mm-hmm. They are they I guess they love to find their audience and they find a lot of them in the progressive crowd. But if somebody's going to give them the stamp of approval or not, that's not really anything that you know that they care about.
1: Uh, and I think that's that's good because what's uh, what have been a kind of a not a problem, but uh, well, uh, um, in the progressive rock scene is that it it's basically male, yeah, basically middle middle aged male with a lot yeah. of money just yeah to you stand yeah. T- t- tickets and tickets and and and, and, and records and uh, and it i feel that the, the, uh, the prog scene is very it um, is very good at you know uh, being open for everybody and so on but i think for some people Listening only to yes is just as progressive as listening only to rockabilly music.
0: Yeah, you know? I, I agree. I totally agree with you. You know, and 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 that thing, you know, you even if if the music is really accessible to anyone who sits down and listens to it, uh, mm-hmm. you don't want to come off as you know being uh, elitist or having being part of a, a a core that where where it's like. Uh, the people who understand it are on the inside, and the people who just don't get it are on the outside. And I feel progressive music has become much, much better at that. Just like yeah, any yeah. subculture that gets new blood into it, yeah. there's an evolution, and you can listen as much as you like to the old Genesis and Yes albums. Anyway, nobody's going to take them away from you. But, you know, they. There's now there's also new music, maybe inspired by those albums that you can explore if you if you want to, and that doesn't necessarily have a, a feeling of gatekeeping or anything to to come in contact with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I totally agree with that because it's um, and if if the progressive rock as a genre or or as a mentality is going to survive, you have to have new blood. And new blood yeah. needs to feel included. You know. Absolutely. If, 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 a, if a kind of music have a lot of kind of rites and and, uh, and rituals and, and and coded language to understand before you can exactly. even listen to a record, uh, well, nobody get and and especially the young youngsters of yeah. the day are not exactly. interested in that.
0: No. of course not of course not so so i think i think that's a, a, a you need to make it accessible you need to make it inclusive you need to make it something that everyone can enjoy and i feel like the scene and the community in general are becoming better and better than that and yes. also these young people and or even Older people like us who are open to all kinds of stuff, we make our own forums now. We make our yep. own, yep. you know, places for people to discover and be included. So, hmm. well, I think with that, I think that's a very nice uh, way to 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 end the talk because you know we <laughs> we we include everyone we can and uh, you <laughs> know <laughs> yeah and welcome to should, the crowd <laughs> exactly and people should go and. Listen to some inclusive and positive music with uh, the Suburban Savages uh, album, Demagogue Days. So, so thank, you, thank, thank you. you so much again, Tron, for, for thank you. talking for being here. with me. Yeah. The Prog Talks, produced by the Prog Space. Main host, Rune Belsvik produced by Rune Belsvik Renos, Vanessa and Matthias Kirisch. All graphics and animations by Vanessa Kirsch. Intro theme by Giuseppe Negri. Outro theme by Zach Munemis. This was the Prog Talks by The Prog Space. See you in a week.